The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! here but don't worry because the Jericho Appreciation Society is here tonight to give you that gift so stand up everybody out your seat and join us as we celebrate the Ocho we have for you tonight daddy magic put the call in to the pizza guy luigi primo now luigi daddy magic loves a little bit of pizza what kind of pizza did you make for the boys tonight i made a best of pizza from a new york city <laughs> that's right that's right you guys thought you were getting a taste? I don't think so! No pizza for you! No pizza for you! No pizza for anybody! Hey, that Paisan Luigi looks like he's got a little bit of a body odor thing going on, just my That's opinion. That's right! None of you did pizza! <laughs> but, but! Hey, the 
the crowd wants pizza, what, what do you gotta do? What do you gotta do? Well, let's do your pizza. want pizza you can't have any what you can have is the most important ring of honor champion in history the Ocho Chris Jericho everyone knows I'm the most honorable man in AEW and now it's official I'm also the most viewed Ring of Honor champion. In just one week, more people have seen me with this belt than all other Ring of Honor champions put together because no one knows about Ring of Honor. But you're about to because I'm gonna change the way Ring of Honor is remembered. This is the era of Ring of Jericho. And I'm going to start tonight by having my first title defense against one of the greatest pro wrestlers in the world today, former Ring of Honor champion, Bandito. He never got the rematch for this championship that he deserves. I'm going to give it to him tonight. Trust me, the man is going to blow your mind. But trust me once again, he is a pro wrestler. And like I always say, sports entertainers beat pro wrestlers every single time. And speaking of sports entertainers, ROH Pure Champion, Danny Garcia. Now I know we've had We've had our miscommunications and some issues, but I just want you to know, I think you're an amazing champion, an amazing sports entertainer, and I bought this gift just for you. Entertainer of all time, right here. Wow. Are they, are they trying to embarrass him? What? That seemed like Garcia maybe had come around a little bit, but. I don't blame him. Oh! Oh, well, there goes uh, the old Paisan. <laughs> this is enough. Chris, this is enough. This isn't me. This is never what I envisioned myself doing when I wanted to get into this business. And I tolerated it for a little bit, but I think I finally had enough. 
And now I want to tell you something that I've been meaning to get off my chest for a long time now. Chris, I think it's time for me to... I want you to really think about what you're going to say right now, Danny. I really want you to think about this. This is a crossroads for you. Make the right decision. You could be bigger than your wildest dreams in this business. Make the wrong decision, and I'm gonna have to take you out. I'm gonna ask you this once, and I want you to answer properly. Are you a sports entertainer? Or are you a pro wrestler? professional wrestler. Chris, it, uh, it seems to me like you're trying to tell Daniel Garcia what you think he should be. You know, Garcia, listen, I have an infinite amount of respect for you. You're a grown man. You can do whatever you want. If you want to stay, if you want to stay with the Jericho Appreciation Society, you can stay with them. If you want to come to the Blackpool Combat Club. Wow, how about that? You can come with us. If you want to train with them. If you want to train with us. If you want to team with them. If you want to team with us. You Jameson, shut your mouth! of you trying to poach my guy. Daniel Garcia belongs to me. Daniel Garcia does what I tell him to do. Chris, let's get one thing straight right now. I don't belong to you, and I don't gotta do nothing that you tell me to do. But let's not get too serious. We're supposed to be entertaining right now, right? You, you want some sports entertainment? Hey, what if I picked up this pizza 
and I threw it on the ground. Would that be entertaining? What, what if I woke up Luigi Primo and started tossing pizza dough with him? Would that be entertaining? Justin Roberts, Justin Roberts, what if we were a tag team? That would be pretty entertaining, right? Do you guys think that would be entertaining? Do you guys think it would be entertaining if I was in a tag team with Brian Danielson? You want to know what I think would be real entertaining? If me and Brian teamed up against your little bro, Sammy Guevara, and Chris Jericho. We are sick of your crap! For one year, when you had nothing, you had nobody, the two of us had your back, isn't that right? And now you want to spin our face and turn our back on us for this piece of crap right here. I ought to punch you in the face and knock you out right now. Right now? Wait, wait. Do you want to punch me right now? R right here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Well, I've actually got some good news. I was told that I can come out here and have a match with anybody who wants to fight me. Now you just, you just said that you wanted to fight me. So, why don't we do the entertainer, Daddy Magic. Versus the heart of professional wrestling, Brian Danielson. And why don't we do it right here, right now? Whoa, that is huge. Wow, <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah, big time in Trump team match. Wait a minute, boys. For some reason, we're not live. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's for 6.30. Yeah, I'm 6 getting... I'm, no, it doesn't matter, though. There yeah, we go. Fine. There we go. Now we're live.
get a call of the wild when I greet it. Been no longer in touch or toe. And I can jump up on a dresser and strike a pose. Uh, if you're willing and you're ready and you're able, girl. Pull up your skirt and we can do it on the pool table. Yo, look so tender. Can I call him on my mouth like a blender? Cause ain't nothing but freaking. I can keep it all, all weekend. And I can tweak it. I'll be speaking. That's what I be doing. And every position you assuming. Uh, all night, all day. You can say, I can rub you the right way. When he go one time, I go free. Cause that's how it is in the CP.
Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co's, they're back. It's Panetta Sexy Time of Dollar Club Wrestling. Welcome back to the skirmish my friend and what's cracking? How's things? Absolutely, I was just going to mention that, but before I do, our next co-host, he's got an evil category dose, there is, I mean I didn't know there was one, but Jeff Lippman, welcome back to the skirmish as per usual, what's going on and what's up with your name man? We have a hurricane going on here, it's oh, uh, well, category true. one, now it's increasing category dose. Oh, no shit. All part of my yeah. evil schemes. And well, Julio, yeah, and, you know, peace on your fantastic voyage. <laughs> Absolutely. And R.I.P. to Coolio, man. He's a legend. I mean, shit. I mean, he hasn't released anything like he used to back in the day. But doesn't matter because you always go down as a legend just for those first two albums that he brought out. And man, R.I.P. to him. I don't even know how he passed away. But apparently he was found. Was it a heart attack? Is that confirmed? Yeah, they were trying to revive him for 45 minutes before they called it too, so apparently Jeez. he had to survive. Damn, that sucks, man. That's young, man. It's still young, but that's life. It is what it is. And uh, I'll repeat it, Kuya. Stop thinking like that, Jeff. I know you're always thinking of heart attacks, for Christ's sake. Heck, <laughs> I think like that too, but let's hope we get past 60. <laughs> let's hope that doesn't happen live on the air come let's on have, let's hope it does <laughs> let's hope it does Jesus Christ Jeff ratings ratings absolutely ratings absolutely now you threw me off as you always do Jeff because there was something I was going to mention but it, I forgot him but nevertheless Kev I know you're in that uh, you're in the middle of the hurricane right uh, nah we're not getting nothing nah Wow. Oh, interesting. I'm raining. <laughs> well, that's funny because um, there was a hurricane a few years ago. Now, I don't know if you boys have heard of Coast to Coast AM. Sure. Right. You haven't heard of Coast to Coast, Kev? Sure. Know, right, exactly. I mean, if you're into conspiracies and stuff like that, Coast to Coast AM is the granddaddy of all that type of stuff. I mean, it's not anymore, but... That's, That's pretty much I knew the... uh, Brian Alvarez from. I didn't know him from wrestling. I knew him from taking over for our bow. Oh, well, there you go. And the first well, caller every week was Ryan from Cumberland, Maryland. Yeah, I remember Ryan from Cumberland, Maryland. I remember him, man. He was getting obsessed. He used to call up every freaking show. Crazy. So I forgot if he was calling the wrestling show or the, or the <laughs> uh, cryptid show. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of ODB in West Virginia Championship Wrestling defeating Kelly Kowalski? Yeah. <laughs> I actually so, remember Ryan, him. We're talking about Bigfoots in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, oh yeah. I think I've seen one of those, except in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> He's even still alive, man, because he sounded really old. I hope so. I hope so too, but we haven't heard from him in many years. He is, but he still, he still sends messages. To, to oh, he does. Brian Alvarez, yeah, he was banned, but still he somehow sends messages. <laughs> yeah. And I mention him every now and then. I know that he's got a thing for granted. Well, he was banned for being obsessive, pretty much, and just doesn't didn't stop calling, man. He just kept calling, kept calling, kept calling. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, shout-outs to Ryan from, from where? Cumberland, uh, Maryland? Cumberland, Maryland. 
Ryan, you have a place here at the PWC. You have all <laughs> our information right there. Tweet away, my friend. Tweet away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Tweet well, Tweet dumber. <laughs> well, what I wanted to mention about Coast to Coast and why I brought it up, what was the hurricane in Florida a few years back? There was a bad one in Florida. I can't remember which one it was. There's always a bad one. In, yeah. in, in oh, I know. But this one was particularly really bad. But the point was, Jericho was on Coast to Coast AM, right? And, uh, and he was live from his house. And he goes, I'm standing in the backyard and there's absolutely nothing going on. No rain, <laughs> no, no thunderstorms, no nothing. But apparently that's, he was in the eye of the storm. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Call it a conspiracy. It is what it is. But uh, that was quite interesting. But anyway, speaking of Jericho, let's get into AEW Dynamite. And we came from Kev's uh, neck of the woods from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And on, Kev, did you end up going, man? I could have went for free. I had got comp lower oh, level tickets. I looked at the no. card. could have went for free. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at the card and I chose not to go. Is that bad? Oh, wow. I don't and blame I even, you, actually. I was even working in Philly. I could have just went right to Leah Corps Center and I still chose not to go. It felt like a uh, NXT show with Jericho, like a special guest starring Jericho. Uh, well, the, guy, the guy who runs the Hamburg convention, like, uh, was comping me a ticket lower level and uh, I chose not to go. It was like. Uh, I would have had a bad time just booing and uh, getting yelled at by everyone for rooting for the wrong. <laughs> stuff. They couldn't. They couldn't find four thousand temple students to to go in there for free. Wow! Well, on we temple, got f- on Temple's University. Well, we got our first comment of the evening, and Facebook user says, "Wasn't Ryan that was Snowden in disguise?" <laughs> Wasn't I think, you're, I think you're insulting Snowden. Bad. I mean, if he remembers who Ryan from uh, Virginia was. Uh, I'm oh, from Maryland, sorry. Maryland. From Maryland, yes. I forgot for a second. He does he does not sound anywhere near like Snowden. But anyway, back to Kev not going. And you know what's funny, Kev? They were building this event like it was for the Philly crowd, you know? It's, that's why it was particularly kind of Ring of Honor-ish, since Ring of Honor does Give us know, more come Penelope from... Ford instead of uh, Wheeler Yuta. Yuta's the least Philly oh. And he says that the street everybody knows in Philly, Broad Street, go, like throw like a random <laughs> street out there, bring something like not as mainstream as like the st- where the stadium's at, you know? Right, right, right. Don't don't pick the actual centrals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one that street everybody knows. Goes from the city right through the bad neighborhoods. Woo, you know Broad Street. Wow. Same New York and same Broadway. Wow. He's a he's a bad man, guys. Come on, he comes from he, the streets, man. He, listen. <laughs> Kudos to Will Yuta for going through his Peter Brady, if it's time to change moment. He was going through puberty right before our eyes. MJ! <laughs> well, yeah, he's pretty much like that. I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> like He's like screaming like that. And he also said yeah. he's been hit by harder men, guys with bigger boners than MJ. Yeah, that was stupid, man. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? I mean, I, I thought about it. And I thought I don't to myself, no, but really, that didn't really make sense. Shouldn't you say I've been hit harder by you know harder women he instead of men? Like you gays instead of guys, you know? He messed- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Wheeler, Wheeler is always in in fairness to it being a ring of honor feel i've been to a lot of ring of honor shows and watched a ring of honor tv and oftentimes it's extraordinarily boring uh and so this really was an homage to uh ring of honor well yeah i mean it was in many ways it was probably the most ring of honor ring of honor show 
in dynamite history probably uh, and that's probably even probably less so than the pay-per-views but more ring of honor ish than usual that's for sure guys yeah i, I guess i you know it was well, just a, it was just a very yeah, blah show yeah. yeah well speaking of blah we do start off with your ring of honor champion the honorable chris jericho the ocho <laughs> chris jericho which i like and uh and he's brought a lot of jazz drama as the jericho appreciation society opened the broadcast to celebrate the ocho as chris jericho was fresh off winning the ring of honor world championship from claudio costagnoli last week to become an eight-time world champion jericho will defend the title against bandito in the main event but first it's party time guys <laughs> because we get jazz wearing matching pure uh, purple suits as luigi was flipping pizza on the side because he's sports entertainment, right, guys? I mean, come on. I mean, he's Kev. He's a clown. Well, he was doing clown things. That, 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 that's a fine use for him. Well, you know what's funny? Did anyone notice he was wearing, like, Croatian sort of colors underneath instead of Italian? No, I didn't notice. I was just what? pissed off the whole... Croatian I'm... colors are red, white, and blue. Yeah. Well, he was wearing blue underneath his thing, and he had the red and white checkers. You know, the, the checker, whatever the hell it is, on the side. The, nobody except you knows Croatian colors. No. I mean, it's the, those oh. are the U.S. colors too, and the colors well, you, of France. So I have, I have a Croatian actually. soccer jersey. That's why. Do you? Well, there you go. Well, then you knew what Croatian colors was, Jess. I can't be the only one. But yeah, it's it's true. But <laughs> I don't think anyone would look at it and go, "Oh, Croatia." Well, well, it's it sort of uh, stood out to me only because they're making him sort of Italian, right? But I don't know if he even is. Uh, Facebook user in the comments says Festival of Friendship, Jazz Celebration. I mean, yeah. yeah. Essentially. Probably a poor man's version. I remember, I remember Festival of Friendship. Jericho was dressed as the member berries from South Park tonight. This whole thing. Like, <laughs> hey, I remember Kevin Owens. <laughs> but, but Ty and Anna look good. Oh, uh, them feeding oh, each other. definitely. Anna and, and Ty uh, feeding each other. I was watching that in the background half the time. Couldn't pay attention to what they were saying. God damn. Well, that's making right there. Well, listen, Jericho waited at least a half hour before wrestling, so he didn't get a cramp. It's important, kids. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jeff. Well, as I was saying, Luigi was flipping his pizza on the side because he sports entertainment. Everyone was in a festive mood, though, guys, except Sir well, Sourpuss, Daniel Garcia. Jericho offered a personal gift to his protege, a, a bucket hat. Garcia was not pleased, considering his style of headgear is the Kangol, you know, the good old berets back in the day. Garcia punched out poor Luigi. This wasn't what Garcia envisioned himself doing in this business. He tolerated the jazz shenanigans, but now he's had enough. The fans were chanting, he's a wrestler. Sports entertainment wrestler, same old shit though, guys. I mean, whatever. But Garcia had something to get off his chest. But Jericho covered the mic. It sure felt like Garcia was going to leave jazz. But Jericho war warned to think hard. A wrong decision means jazz will have to take him out. Is Garcia a sports entertainer or a professional wrestler? The fans think he's a wrestler. Hit Brian Danielson's music. The American Dragons interrupts before the Dragon Slayer could answer. He pep talked Garcia as a man able to choose his own path. Don't be forced into a decision by Jericho. Les Champion, though, retorted that Garcia belongs to him. Garcia then stepped up to make clear that he doesn't belong to anybody. He proposed a tag match with Danielson against Jericho and Sammy Guevara for next week as Daddy Magic took over to Spitfire. He's sick of Garcia's crap. Daddy Magic and Cool Hand had Garcia's back when he had nothing. 
Now it feels like Garcia is spitting in the faces by teaming up with Danielson. It made Mr. Nipple so hard he, he wanted to punch Danielson in the face. That leads to a singles match between Danielson and Daddy Magic. And uh, look, fun segment in a way. But um, Kev, what would you think, man? Overall, I didn't mind the segment. Um, I don't understand why a bucket hat is more embarrassing than a bright purple outfit that they're all wearing. I don't know how that makes it any more embarrassing. Uh, that doesn't make <laughs> yeah. sense. Uh, it seems like Daniel Garcia's goal in life is to become more and more boring. He's yes. Not, I know you guys already aren't a big fan of him, but this is the most entertaining he's ever been, and his goal is to leave and go with Daniel, Brian Danielson, and be boring and just wrestle. <laughs> go to Ring of Honor and yeah. Ring of Honor, and if you don't want to be entertaining the least bit, go with your most boringest route. And uh, Brian Danielson's song, I don't like his music, by the way, too. It's like annoying. He's, he's starting to get a little more boring, too. I don't like the... Uh, <laughs> oh, Shots fired from Kev right there. I mean, I can I can see where you're coming from, but before I, I give it to you, Jeff, we get another comment in the chat. As Luigi Primo been on Dynamite more than Miro and Ajana in the last month? <laughs> he kind of has. I mean, to be fair, I mean, it's true. But Jeff, what do you think, man? Is Kev right? Is Daniel Bryan, well, sorry, Bryan Danielson boring? And is Daniel Garcia getting more boring by the minute? A lot of questions there. Uh, I don't. I too didn't understand why he was offended by the Kango hat because he used to wear the bucket hats, just a white one. So it right. was like it was his choice of style. He doesn't like the color. That it, that didn't make any sense. I mean, that was his thing before he joined the sports entertainers. That was his thing when he was first adopted by 2.0 before they were Magic Daddy or Daddy Magic and whatever the other one was, you know, with the comb. Anyway, it, the other thing is. I, I know it's sports entertainment when Daniel Garcia comes out. I'm sorry, when Brian Danielson comes out with uh, with Stephen Regal or William Regal, and he walks directly to commentary. Now, so Danielson's going to go into the ring with all of these other guys. It's, it's this entire faction of seven people, which is known for ganging up on people and, and using their numbers. And Regal doesn't walk in there with him. He's supposed to be a tough guy. We know we we find out Cesaro's there. We find out Wheeler Yuta is there. We knew Moxley was already there. Are they a faction or are they not a faction? They, he should have had backup. He didn't. So you knew what was going to happen. Um, this is actually the most animated I've ever seen Daniel Garcia. And I dare say, since I've always compared him directly with two other guys, Lee Moriarty and Wheeler Yuta, because they sort of joined AEW around the same time and they were all three of them are basically the same type of wrestler with the same type of backgrounds. And all three of them were identified by the BCC when it first originated. I sort of put them all together. And I will say that out of the three of them, this is a fairly low bar, given what happened last night. This was the best I've ever seen Daniel Garcia. And out of the three of them, he's the one who, who gets to be kept. The others, though, they, they need to be shown the door. Hey, Jeff, uh, can I jump in real quick? They, uh, this whole story, they should have done the opposite. He should have started with the uh, Blackpool Combat Club and then gone to the dark side and became more entertaining and to have maybe have Daniel Bryan be the Ring of Honor champion and then him build up to that feud. This would have built it instead of degressing as a character and losing all personality, it could have went the opposite direction and build up to having a personality. You know, now it's the opposite. It's just dead booking, in my opinion. Well, the booking, I mean, all of this, all of the schmas, everything that's been going on with JS with Brian, with Cesaro, Cesaro losing this, every piece of this is to get Daniel Garcia over. 
and then to put him into a feud with Lee Moriarty, and Daniel Garcia will be the Ring of Honor champion, and Lee Moriarty will be his contender. That's this is all to get those two jabronis over. Do it the opposite. Just build the story the opposite way they did it. You know, but it's not about it's not about featuring Brian. It's not about featuring Claudio. It's not about all the you know they have the the embassy that took over Brian Cage and 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 the other two guys and it. I mean, and you could tell that from the end of the show, not to skip to the end, but when Jericho's doing his promo, he's like, I'm going to beat every Ring of Honor championship, starting with Brian Danielson. What? You have Jay Lethal on your roster. You have Jer- Chris- Jonathan Gresham stuck on your roster. You have Christopher Daniels there. You, uh, you have Samoa Joe on that roster. You have Dalton Castle, who, who's appeared a former Ring. There's so many people he could go through and embarrass first before before getting to, to Brian, the final boss, but it's because they don't want him to get to the final boss with a journey. They want it to be that Daniel Garcia is the one that helps him and, and gets that title. Well, either way, they don't have Tyler Black or AJ Styles, so he didn't, he's not going to beat all the best Ring of Honor champions. <laughs> well, you could just say it's Juice, just have Juice Robinson or Ridiculous Alpha call him Seth Rollins. Juice, <laughs> Juice, Juice Rollins. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 They'll be like, <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> I, agree anyway. though, Jeff, and I just wish they would have built it backwards just for his character to be more over in my, for my personal preference, but I agree with you 100%. Well, in my opinion, Garcia is still boring. He still sucks. And I just can't stand him, man. The more I see him, the more they put him on television. Uh-huh. Damn it. Am I? Can you guys hear me? There we go. I'm back. I'm back. The more, the more I see him on television. God damn it! Hello, Jimmy. Oh, we lost. We lost. Uh, Evil Dose is muted now. No, no, I'm okay. I was muted on purpose because I was turning on TV. I don't want the, the sound to get away. It's a conspiracy, guys. Anyway, the, my point was, I just can't stand him. Let's just move on. But. As uh, Facebook user says in the comments, Daniel Garcia is doing the reverse <laughs> Peter Brady and losing his puberty. And best way to get Cole a rub with the Ring of Honor Jericho champ angle. Who, Cole? Cole, Cole, can't, yeah. Cole hasn't wrestled in six months. He may never wrestle again. They don't even mention his name any longer. Well, actually, TK did put out a photo, I think, on uh, Instagram. Yeah, but you say he ran into him at, at, a, at a sport. Is event. that what he said? Really? Yeah, he ran into Adam Cole, so he wasn't looking for him. Interesting. Interesting. Well, like Kev said last week right here on the skirmish. I'm screwing your fiance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Cocaine. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug, that's for sure. But um, as uh, Kev said last week right here on the Wednesday Night Skirmish, uh, they haven't posted a picture anywhere since, was it May? Uh, May? Like June 5th, I think, Brits was the last one. And then uh, it was like a joke one, though. It was like a funny one. And then Adam Cole's last one was in May. So, yeah, they haven't posted anything in a long time together. Uh, Captain Charisma, huh? <laughs> hey, something's going on there. Well, whatever's going on, it's interesting. No less. It's more interesting than Daniel Garcia, that's for you sure. You know what it'll be? It'll be an interesting story time, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <will be stopped>. <laughs> <laughs> well we do get our first match of the evening as uh we get brian danielson defeating daddy magic 
Uh, yeah, it was all right. I mean, he wins with a psycho knee. I mean, it sounds like every time he does his psycho knee, is it is it with a B at the front? Because Excalibur makes it sound like the psycho knee sort of thing. Kev, Jeff, no, Excalibur. Is he trying okay, to like weird. sound like Berserker Barrage? Kind of like Berserker, you know, like not sure. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, have you guys noticed that? Like, Kev, have you noticed that? Uh, no, I didn't really notice. I just hear him yelling, and like I, I didn't pick really. Up. Yeah, yeah, but I don't notice anything Excalibur does except the one William Regal keeps calling him sweetheart and honey. Oh, that is funny, man. I'll, I'll, and... I'm not going to lie, sugar plum and all sorts of stuff. I mean, Sean Ross happy. I'd like to rub your inner thighs, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was it? I think it was his second time he came out in com- on commentary where he really popped the commentators with something. It's like he was saying he wanted to get in between one of those guys. But uh, he <laughs> oh, said, so Do you want to put seats? He says, Yes, I would always like to sit close with Mr. Shivani. Going all the way with us, said that your brother really loved last night. Oh boy, he's hey, look, man, he's, he's funny, he's funny because he he really puts out that British humor because he's a man, to, man don't make me man. play that, but he is a real man's man, at least, unlike others in this company. But we'll get to them surely. Yeah. But let's move on. Yes. Where's the masked man, like he always says? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I just want to point out that, that that Matt Maynard had worse, more trouble with Action Bronson than he did with Brian Danielson. True, but at least uh, Action Bronson can actually work. True. Well, so can Brian, but... I mean, but you know, Angelo Parker was helping. I mean, it was fine. This, mat, this match was fine. I mean, I wouldn't do it as an opening match, but they set it up. It was fine, and the Cesaro thing was, was funny enough. I mean, very sports entertaining because a full size man can get off another full size man's shoulder if he wants to. Um, but uh, you know, it, it does make Angelo Parker look like a jabroni, but he is a jabroni. I mean, those two guys—they're they're good palookas. They're they're good punching bags. They're there to lose. I'm sick well, of uh, tag team guys losing uh, singles matches. It makes me not like their tag team as much as well. They don't realize that hurts their credibility too, even on both shows, WWE as well. I'm kind of getting sick of it. They're overdoing it. They always True. have. It's been overdone since the beginning of time. I agree. But since we're still we're on jazz, how about we go straight to the main event and keep with this jazz storyline, guys? What do you guys think? It's your show, babe. Sugar <laughs> Let's go. Some, let's do something different because we do have the main event, and let's talk about it first, which was for your Ring of Honor World Championship between Chris Jericho and Bandito. Uh, we get Ian Riccoboni joining commentary, and Bobby Cruz handled introductions for the Ring of Honor vibe. Bandito enters to a low murmur of the crowd, <laughs> but he—I mean, let's be honest, guys. True or yeah, not? Zero reaction. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he got the Athena Week Five response unfortunately and he's a great i mean seriously i think he's great to see he's great in ring but we'll get to that at the end of the match but he impressed the important point you're you're gonna make i think or building to because in the beginning they said for those of you who are not familiar with our championship contenders tonight we're gonna get we're gonna give you packages later to introduce you to them and that should be both juice robinson and bandito i'm like good they learned from their mistakes in the past so you know they're not listening to fans we have to do research they're going to tell us who nick gage is they're going to tell us who Lance Warner is and, and all this other stuff. They did. They, they, first of all, they, they mosh up the, the, the contenders with 
that AEW person that's in there. So the video packages, which were maybe 20 seconds long, are half Moxley, half Jericho, and the other. So it's not a video package about Bandito. It didn't show him, you know, winning the Ring of Honor championship and all that. I mean, I mean, the one thing Jericho's right about is nobody cares about Ring of Honor. They, they I mean, listen, as being one of the 300, not that 300, Jimmy, but the 300 <laughs> people who actually cared about Ring of Honor, uh, you know, I knew Bandito was a champion, and I didn't give a damn having him there either because he's there to lose. It's not He's not signed by AEW. If he was signed by AEW, that could be interesting, but when you know he's not signed, it's just on an appearance thing, you know he's losing. Well, that's odd because TK did hug him to death at the end of the match. The TK in the heat. He's, he's perpetually hugging everyone. Well, that's true. It's a weird obsession. But anyway. The girls. We see with Tony Storm. He's like. True. True. He's very intimidated by, by Tony Storm. Absolutely. He was like hand out sort of very gingerly. But anyway. But, he, but I will say this though. Even though the crowd didn't really give him a reaction at first. He did impressively win them over with awesome move after awesome move. I mean, let's be honest, the crowd did get into it. Highlights include a corkscrew moonsault, a one-handed military press slam, a delayed vertical suplex, close to one minute in duration, and Eddie Guerrero frog splash and a flipping fall-away slam. That was impressive. Kev? Um, it was a very good match, but like Jeff said too, like who, who cares? Um, he, he should be on the Ring of Honor roster. Um, the Ring of Honor show we could care about too, but they started off with John, Jonathan Gresham on the show. You know, like, like not, not tonight, but in general. If Samoa right, Joe right. had instead of the TV title and him and Cesaro, Claudio were feuding right away, you know, we, we might care about Ring of Honor, but then you have pure championship matches where no one gives a shit about Wheel of Yuta, you know, like Bandito's awesome. Him and Rush deserve to be, Roosh both deserve, <laughs> they're outstanding wrestlers, you know. Uh, build up, have Bandito beat Jay Lethal two weeks ago, have him beat, uh, not Samoa Joe, Andrade. They're afraid to let anybody on the roster lose. That's why they take them mm -hmm. off TV. You got to have right. some of these guys beat credible people not people that aren't on your roster you know no Absolutely. i agree 100% i mean i i've said it before that the dragon lee and bandito are the two best luchadors in wrestling today the only one who's close is santos escobar uh i know people who want to kill me with with fenix and uh pentagon and i i fenix. love pentagon <laughs> Fenix is reckless. He's he's you know he's he's spectacular, but he he's very is reckless. He's reckless. And, and reckless doesn't wrestle like a luchador. He's just built like one. So uh, these guys are the, are the two best pure luchadors in the business today, and they should be signed by a big company. And they probably shouldn't be AEW because they already have enough luchadors there. It should probably be WWE, and they could you know make their their noise in um, NXT for half a year and then go up to the main roster. Well, if he signed. Okay, sorry, Kev. They always compare Fenix to uh, Rey Mysterio all the time. That's not a, not even a close comparison. No way. Who would be the more uh, close comparison, to be honest? Who would be? Very cool. Sabu. Sabu would be a more close Absolutely. Comparison. I actually agree with that because he's just a reckless luchador. I love him. I, I think he's, he's very entertaining, but uh, yeah, he's more just reckless, homicidal, genocidal, crazy. Very well, 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 that's the thing, guys. Maybe, you know, everyone used to sing the praises of Fenix, not Phoenix. It's Phoenix, because according to Excalibur, that's what we call him. And um, maybe he's overrated, guys. Maybe well, he's not he as good as he Phoenix, really is. Lucha Underground, when it was taped and recorded and edited. He looked great. He, he looked brilliant. Perfect. He was amazing. Right. He was also in better physical shape. I mean, his, his body was composed differently. 
Um, you know, he's on that AEW. He's got he's got the fat money. He doesn't need to work as hard. And every time yeah, he drew some momentum too, he gets hurt too, which is how crazy he is in the ring. It's always oh. absolutely always, Kev. You're spot on. Well, Jericho had tricks up his sleeve as well to counter a flying attack with a code breaker. <clears throat> excuse me, and a counter and X knee into the walls of Jericho. Le Champion's best trick came for the finish as Bandito had a stronghold on momentum. Jericho ends up playing dirty at the perfect moment for a poke to the eye. Then he pulled down Bandito's mask to obscure the Luchador's vision. Bandito, though, was still able to roll up with a cradle pin. Jericho kicked out and went on the attack for the Lion Tamer submission as Bandito ends up tapping out in defeat. And Jericho retains his Ring of Honor World Championship. Jeff, is any uh, last thoughts about this matchup? I mean, it's a very good matchup, but you're supposed to get very good matchups in your main event. You're supposed to get very good matchups on TV. It's, it's, it's still nobody cared about Bantito, and you can't have a crowd that quiet in there. I mean, I know Jericho thinks everyone loves him. They love his song. I mean, I'm not sure they really yeah. care about the rest of them. Uh, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But I think we all have mixed feelings about Jericho these days. Um, but it's just a, it's just a strange flex to have – you're two, you know, whichever your co-main events are, and have two people that the crowd doesn't know. And they keep doing this over and over and over and over again with, with people they don't know. And, like, it was one thing if it was Nick Gage, like, near his hometown, you know, but Philadelphia isn't Bandito's hometown. It's not Juice Robinson. <laughs> I don't know. And you do it twice on one show. It's, it's just weird to say. It's just Tony Khan lives in his little bubble, and we're going to see more of that tonight. So... Good match. Love Bandito. I, I actually don't mind the Jericho story. I think it makes sense. Though, again, I already said what I think my main issue with it is. It would be something if it was more of a mission to go over the six or seven guys he could you know, get to. Uh, if they were healthy, you could add Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole to that list. Um, but they're not and probably never will be. Uh, anyway, no, I, I think I've said enough about this this match and the whole you know bookends of this show. Even uh, Orange Cassidy would have gotten over more in Philadelphia because of the CZW background, too. CZW is a big deal in Philadelphia. Um, they should have went with more either but Orange Cassidy or more hardcore kind of wrestlers just for uh, know your audience. Just got to know your audience a little better. Well, TK unfortunately thinks because Ring of Honor's home, you know, technically is Philly, Bandito, since he was your last Ring of Honor champion, like a original Ring of Honor ago. champion. Right, but... That's TK, man. That's what he thinks. But Which order that match with the Moxley one? Philly loves Moxley because of the hardcore stuff, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. He's trying to get his TV show. You know, he's he's trying hard to get that Ring of Honor show. It's TK. And I just don't see it happening. I'm so convinced now that Ring of Honor won't be a thing. And those Ring of Honor championships are going to become like, like the never open weight championships in Japan. That's what I think anyway. I think it's just going to be there. there. The only one that means anything, honestly, is the AEW World Championship. The rest, the rest of them don't mean anything anymore. They haven't even mentioned the trios title in week. True. Oh. That's a good point. No. And plus, Jericho calling himself the Ocho, you know, champion because he's eight-time champion for anyone that doesn't understand Spanish. Um, I don't even consider that friggin' him being an eight-time champion. Kev, do you agree? No. Does Seth Rollins count as NXT championship reign? No. You know, exactly. It's the same yeah, ridiculous. It's Kevin yeah, true. Like, how many times did he have the Ring of Honor championship? He doesn't count that. Quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a freaking indie belt, please. It always has been, always will be. And that's that. You know what I mean? Unless 
TK pulls a monkey out of his butthole and makes Ring of Honor literally a ring, uh, national promotion, but I doubt it. Anyway, let's move on because the show didn't end there though, guys, because Jericho declared war on Ring of Honor. The Ring of Jericho era has begun. Jericho is going to destroy the Ring of Honor legacy by beating every great champion in the promotion's history. That's impossible, Chris, just quietly. As Jericho challenged Danielson for the October 12th Dynamite show in Toronto, Canada, Jericho warned he will destroy every Ring of Honor commentator, Ring of Honor referee, and Ring of Honor ring announcer. And Jericho then punched Cruz and unloaded a Judas effect. Jeff, did you like what he said towards the end? And do you agree with him? I did. I'm right. looking forward to seeing Caprice Coleman get knocked out, Ian Riccoboni get knocked <laughs> out. I, 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 uh, the funny thing is, you know who was a Ring of Honor commentator for quite a bit? Colt Cabana. Maybe he'll find his way back onto TV. Um, he can he Maybe. can take out Cheeseburger. I mean, Davey Richards is still a semi-active wrestler. He's actually really good. He's just a, He just was a jerk-off as a younger person. Maybe he still is, but uh, people seem to like him now. Uh, but he puts on really good matches. If you're going to bring someone in that people might know, Davy Richards was the, the Ring of Honor champion for a year when Philly was their home base. Um, anyway, I, I'm not, you know, and people know him from the, uh, the the American Wolves as well. So he'd probably get more of a reaction than Bandito. Anyway, I don't want to encourage this kind of behavior, I, I, you know, unless it's promoted properly. Like this week, I'm going this one. This, but it's not. It's it's straight to Brian and for Daniel Garcia. If, I, w- I would prefer this be like a, a nine-month quest to, to, to bring in. You know, yeah, yeah, you can't get them all, but you, you could get 10 or 11. I mean, you could probably coax low-key into doing it. It's like, we'll give you 17 minutes of offense. I mean, they, they, they like doing that in AEW anyway. So what's, what's the difference? I mean, you, you could probably get, the, you know, pl- plenty, of, plenty of people, and Jericho defends it once, you know, once a month or whatever. It, it actually could be all right. Um, but it won't be. That, that's, yeah. Yeah, we can move on. If he wants some seriously too, bring in uh, Maria Canellos. She was a big deal in Ring Honor for a minute too. Haven't beat up Maria Absolutely. Too. You think you can't hire Matt Taven for one match? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anna Jay uh, choke out Maria or something, you know? Well, that'd be great. But I'll, before we do move on, I just want to say one more thing about Garcia though and how you, Jeff, are saying this whole thing is for Garcia. You know what's crazy, guys, though? They're doing, they're investing all this time in getting Garcia over, right? But are doing fuck all with <laughs> Wardlow. What's yeah. wrong with this company? Oh, goodness. I mean, wow. what is wrong with this company? They, they had such an opportunity for a reset. And, and instead of going after these little Ring of Honor type of wrestlers, they're ignoring Miro. They're, they're treating Wardlow like shit. They're treating Samoa Joe like shit. They, I mean, at least they did the acclaimed right, but they're not doing anything interesting with Keith Lee. By the way, did he say that, that Swerve wasn't on the show because he was sexually frustrated? I mean, that, that, that's what? what I heard him say. I mean, uh, they they have a roster full of interesting people, and but that's not who they focus on. They focus on best friends Boring. in Orange Cassidy yeah. and Jungle Boy. Somebody I mean, would have to lose a match, and they don't want to give anybody else. So instead of taking L's, they just take them off TV until they're ready to win two matches in a row. Do you know how many people we've forgotten that are on their roster that they're take L's? Captain Sean Dean, Lee Johnson. Foster. Yeah, the, 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 bear, the bear country team. Spears. Um, yeah, Lin- Lince Dorado would have would have uh, blew up against Jericho. Uh, so, I don't know. Andrade. They've got Fuego del Sol, they've got Serpentico, they got Luther. They have all these people who are just there to take L's. 
evil dose. Evil dose is a great wrestler, great dancer, sexy man, excellent lover, stamina. Can't believe it. <laughs> when are we going to see the the OG evil dose right here on the skirmish, Jeff? I'm talking about mask and all. He's busy right now building his his contiguous lairs in the Spratly Islands. <laughs> the Spratly Islands. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's move on. The point was ridiculous. That's all I'm saying. The the fact that they're doing all the other guys injustice is just wrong. But it is what it is. This is AEW, and this is TK's company. Anyway, Brian we got Hill John Mox, Garrison, Kip Sabian. Oh, who I forgot about them. They have they have people. The the, the wingmen. A go-go. Right, a go-go, go too. The, the factory. Yeah. They have people there to take out the Trustbusters. There are plenty of people on their roster take, that we can't even remember. We're probably forgetting entire um, factions. The Dark Order. <laughs> oh, oh, did they get enough TV time, Jeff? <laughs> Let's not give yeah, them too much. Especially to try to talk, not to lose. in front. Anyway, they have, they have plenty of people to take out that it doesn't matter because they're never going to get Ws. Jeff, have you got any final thoughts? Speaking of uh, factions we forgot about, we'll get to that in a little bit too, that Matt Hardy segment earlier. Oh, all <laughs> <all> right. <laughs> well, next we got John Moxley in action with MJF looming large because John Moxley was in a non-title action against Juice Robinson. If Juice could score a win, then he would earn a future shot if at the AW World Championship. win. No, it's score a win here, but he should, I should have said squeeze. Yeah. But then that's copyright infringement, is it not? No. Well, anyway, to earn a future shot at the AEW World Championship, prior to that bout, though, we had MJF had to handle a little business with, with the Blackpool Cuckold Club, Wheeler Yuta, as MJF had been scheduled for live mic time, but Yuta stormed to the ring first. He was looking for a fight with MJF, putting hands on Tony Schiavone last week, which was the dumbest reason. Anyway... And the fact that he put his hands on Shivani should have consequences. And Yuta was there to dish out the punishment. MJF ran his mouth insult, insulting the Philly crowd. He actually gave credit to Yuta's ability as a wrestler. But Yuta threatened to leave MJF in a pool of blood if they don't have a match. As the Gun Sons arrived to back up MJF. Then Maxwell agreed for next week as MJF allowed the Guns to close with his catchphrase because the fans didn't deserve it out of his own mouth and i hated this segment in terms of the way yuda was just screaming all the fucking time i can't handle it kev he's your boy he's from your neck of the woods you can claim him bro because he's a fugazi for, for, uh, philly boy. <laughs> i want to see what town he's got. fake are you calling him fake bro he's a fake he's, philly he's, boy he's from the line. on saturday philly uh, uh, shops are king boy. of russia yeah <laughs> Jeez, God, no one wants to claim him. Not even Philly's own sexy Tom Kevin Panetta. That's harsh, bro. Down to Pittsburgh. <laughs> so he's still from Pennsylvania, then, right? It'd be Pennsylvania, like Stroudsburg or something. Or like <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's that's gold, <laughs> Jeff. You know, I'd rather I'd rather take Adam Cole. I, True. Say that, I mean, I already talked about this segment before. My main uh, issue that wasn't brought up earlier is that. Only two members of the firm show up, no Stokely, no Lee, no Ethan, no W. Morrissey, who is sort of built to be his, his MJF's bodyguard. Um, I, you know, and you know, Tony just wants to have big matches on Dynamite, so he's rushing through everything, so we're not going right. to get it. But, like, 
why couldn't you have the guns in the front and from behind Lee Moriarty attacks and then they jump him? So so the Wheel of Yuta has to fight Lee Moriarty on, on a show next. And then the next time it's it's Colton Gunn. Or if you don't want to do the tag team wrestler loses, you have Ethan Page. Now, I know that you don't want Ethan Page to lose, and Ethan Page claims he's interested in the All-Atlantic title, but apparently Pac is on his... Must have drowned in the Atlantic. Right. So Pac is in the Bermuda Triangle, uh, solving this <laughs> right now, which is part of the Atlantic. So, uh, and, oh, you know. Oh, boy. But, like, wouldn't it be fun to have Morrissey just throw... Uh, Yuta around for a while, like bust him through tables and like demolish him week after week, but he doesn't even get a match with Morrissey because he's got to go through the other guys first. And then, you know, every time he gets close, MJF clocks him with the diamond ring. I mean, you know, maybe you could build him because he keeps going back from back. No matter how much you don't want to like the guy, he keeps going back. And even a curmudgeon like myself needs to like him. But they don't they don't build like that. They, they want to build just through hot shot, hot shot, because every week needs to be Big match on Dynamite, big match on Dynamite, big match on, on the Battle of the Belts. It's a pay-per-view, Forbidden Door. Yeah, no, that's true, man. Well, look, at the end of the day, and I'm sure we all agree MJF with this. He goes into a He doesn't have the other, he doesn't bring the, the gun boys with him. Wheeler, you didn't, didn't say I'm going to kill pay. you. Or, you know, he doesn't, he other, didn't even leave him in a pool of blood, Jeff. So he was already talking shit. Right. The, was other guys, the other guys couldn't make it to the show, but the gun boys, he's like, okay, guys, good job. Take the night off. Willie Yuta was so furious in the skybox, he waited for MJF to turn around to punch him, too. That pissed me off. <laughs> He's a baby face, Kev. Come on. Good guys don't punch from behind. That's right. They don't sneak <laughs> up on him then, either, you know? True. Fair point. I want to see well, that skybox. If you're, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure we can all agree that I think he's very much miscasted on the mic as a menacing ass kicker. Looking like a badass, he's definitely not one of Yuta's strengths, though, guys. So... But for whatever reason, they continue to do that. I'll tell you who he does remind me of, though, fellas, before we move on. Remember that guy that used to impersonate fucking um, Owen Hart? Look yeah. at my nose. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jason is Sensation. That's it. That's his name. He reminds me of him. The way he delivers the, the um, his promos is pretty much like that. Like, look at me. <laughs> I look like a ferret. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I am not a nugget. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a nugget. <laughs> but that's how he delivers his promos, man. So, yeah, stop talking. You, Willa, Yuda, whatever the fuck your name is. They pay anyway. William Regal to be there, not to you know, not to speak for somebody who can't speak. I mean, the whole point yeah. of William Regal is he doesn't talk for people who can't speak worth a damn themselves. And you got two pe people in your faction who can't, Cesaro, or sorry, Claudio, and Willa Yuda. And you don't use him for that. You want to give a pass on Cesaro because he's so established? Fine. Do that if you want. Um, but Wheeler Yuta, it's inexcusable. He, he he shouldn't even be put in that position to fail like that. And if Wheeler Yuta said, boss, I can do it, that's where the boss is supposed to say, why don't we try it on some house shows first or darker elevations? They don't do house shows, but... Yeah, Jeff. but dark and elevation is, you know, the, it's, it's the, the same crowd, but it's not on TV. I mean... It doesn't take much to try it. You know, you could try it. Or call in your Forbidden Door chips and let him cut the promo live at, you know, a, a G GCW event or, you know, you know, AAW in Chicago or something. Jeff, Maybe I, that's the issue. Oh, sorry, Kev, go. I think he uh, practiced and pre-wrote this this uh, promo and last week's promo, and they thought it was really <laughs> awesome. It was, the, I think it was scripted and... Uh, 
he just bombed it. He, I think he needs to stay on pre-tapes until he's ready. Maybe that's the problem, guys. The fact that they don't do house shows is what's really hindering the product. Sorry, Jeff, yeah. continue. No, I was going to say, that Kevin, uh, I, I can't rule that out. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's Tony basically lets them do what they want. He says, trust me. And they say, I trust. And he says, I trust you. Q2, sir, I, us, you know, <laughs> part tonight. Yeah, he needs yeah. to get his reps in, and this is the only way, unless they do pre-taste, which he should stick to. And unfortunately, this is the best he's ever been, and this is pathetic. Yeah, pathetic. Absolutely. Well, John Moxley ends up defeating Juice Robinson, and in case anyone was wondering, yes, Moxley bled. <laughs> it's just so silly. Yeah, but I want to say this. Juice actually impressed me, Jeff. Okay. As in, in terms of in the match. And this is what I hate about AEW booking. Mm -hmm. He dominates the whole match just for him to lose anyway. I mean... Yeah, well, you should... You shouldn't. Do First of all, he also came in to a tepid response, which you would think the Bullet Club logo itself would get a pop from the crowd, regardless of who comes up. No, Bullet Club is like AARP now. Nobody cares anymore. It's it's cool factor is totally gone. It's it, it's it's dead as New Japan strong. Um, well, to be fair, Jeff, the real Bullet Club is still in Japan. When I say the real Bullet Club, he's is, a member of Bullet Club. Jay no. White, he's for a example. Jay White got no response either. Impact, the good the brothers. Impact killed the ball. Yeah, that I agree. I but agree with Kev. Never should have been until they went to Impact. Uh, Juice looked like a jobber. He had his like cosplay look and Macho Man Randy Savage tights on when he was there. It's with Finn Juice. I was a big fan of him in New Japan. Then he he just looked like a jobber there. He looked like like uh, I, I I have more expensive pants than he had there. He looked a lot better. <laughs> you know, like he just looked terrible. And, and Impact. That's why Jay Jay White didn't get the big reaction in uh Forbidden yeah. Doors appearances too because impact killed him it's not a bad wrestler just nobody cares nobody cares about seeing these unfamiliar faces and these unfamiliar styles and they don't want to see unfamiliar doors they don't want to see their champion struggle with and he just wanted that with, with an unknown he should have killed them it should yep. it should have been a six minute match that that's it it shouldn't have been any longer than that well well guys she gets spicy next very spicy actually <laughs> because <laughs> yeah folks yeah uh -huh. absolutely and i'm not talking about you kev but <laughs> i'm talking about hangman pinky page i mean <laughs> what the fuck is going on with pinky jeff i thought he couldn't have to do the butterfly jeans well <laughs> challenge was accepted anyway coming in with a pink dolly parton shirt with jeans with <laughs> oh, yes. roses piping down the side of like i mean <laughs> what the listen adam it's 2022 it's okay really just come out just, <laughs> out, out. just do it it's okay uh, nobody cares maybe he's going to get the little nas x cowboy you know this is not nonsense. maybe this is definitely this is not this is not non-binary this is binary Anyway, this was ridiculous. He comes out, you know, he gets a little smile of applause. They, they stand head to head, and that was it. Then there's a separation. That's it. You know, because he won the battle royal for uh, Matt Summer. The only thing that was important here is that they panned to MJF, who was like definitely like, yeah, he ain't getting. There's no way I'm gonna let him get that championship. So I guess that's how they'll protect Paige from a, a, a clean loss. Will be that MJF will have something to do with it, or 
maybe his goons will, and maybe you'll have Paige go through the, the farm or whatever. Anyway, um, the outfit. Just, what, what can I say? The outfit, ridiculous. <laughs> this, this, is, this is not cowboy shit, unless it's Brokeback Mountain cowboy shit. <laughs> it's peak houses. <laughs> Brokeback, Adam Page. Oh, Brokeback. Maybe he loves doing these guys. Seriously, maybe he likes doing something else. <laughs> and, and, and it's all fine. This is, it's cool, it's cool. Hiding it is not cool. Uh, and like doing this like sort of passive low key, like, like, okay, we get it. You don't want to tell your dad. All right, but <laughs> like, he ain't dumb. He's, gonna, he probably, uh, he's probably known for years. He still yeah. loves you. It's okay if you're bi, same with Ron Stroman. Just come out and be yourself. <laughs> yes. You hide it, that's like not as respectful. I'm glad you brought up Mr. Big Man. Be yourself. <laughs> Be yourself, man. Put yourself out there, literally. PYO. Play Born This Way by Lady Gaga. That's that's the way he's got to <laughs> Maybe this is why he lacks that authenticity, because he's hiding too much of himself. Fair point. Both of you. And you know what? You brought up friggin' um, Braun Strowman. <laughs> This is one thing I was sick of when he was part of WWE, and now that he's back in WWE, here he goes again with his friggin' broke-back pictures that he's putting up all over social media. I'm so over it. I can't stand him, some big hell, like, big ass, pulling his friggin' jeans down like he's some sexy beast. Kev, is he fugazi, or is he legit? I don't like him saying uh, that interview he did, he's like, when I, they brought me back, I cried so much. I don't want a fucking monster crying. Because you know? <laughs> he whips it, bro. Him and Hangman, Pinky Page, they love whipping it, I'm telling you. And whipping it on each other, that is. I mean, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? <laughs> face. Uh, don't make me laugh, please. Because the song and whipping it and everything like that. <laughs> and sexy time. Pages, uh, pink Roses. Pink Roses. Uh, that's a good song, actually. But um, anyway, the point is, Hangman, stop with your Dolly Parton fucking t-shirts. Stop with your pink ripped fucking jeans. And stop with this fucking whipping shit. Because, man, you're a cowboy. Not a fucking butterfly one. But I, I can't, we can't stop him, guys. He just continues to do this. And you know what's even sadder, guys? The fans popped. What's up with Philly, Kev? Why were they chanting cowboy shit when they should be chanting gay shit? CM Punk has a lot of hate on him. It's 50-50 now. And then uh, I hate, I'm on Punk's side, so I just totally dislike Hangman Page. I don't even want to, I don't even want to work for an event he's at, to be honest, too. I might turn one down, which I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't want to talking to him. Oh shit! I wish I had the dum fucking. Uh, you got thing no right now for, for starting all that drama. You know it's so unprofessional. Apology. Uh. It's just entitled. <laughs> it's everything that I hate against them about AEW that they couldn't get any word for. It. All entitled wrestling. He's the poster boy. This is what we need, guys. We need more fucking men, TK. Not fucking bitches. Just quietly. Just That's putting it out there. Because we're going to get to another segment soon where they could have <laughs> used a, 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 a few more X chromosomes. Uh, let's move on, shall we, yeah. fellas? Um, we could just all agree that Adam Page, whether it's his fault or other people's faults or a little bit of both, he continues to fail. 
Well, well, before we do move on, Mox and Hangman almost came to blows until MJF, though, comes in, thank God. As he verbally intervenes, he had been watching the bout from the skybox to Scout Moxley. Production did a good job this week of not overwhelming us with reaction shots of MJF, which, which is great for once, as MJF warned that these two are just fighting for the right to lose to him when he cashes in, as Yuta appears out of nowhere from behind to attack MJF. Big whoopity whoop. And uh, yeah, cool. We move on. Guess who we got next, guys? It's her hat. Uh, sorry, it's her house. It's Soraya Speaks and Tony Storm defends the title. I guess the biggest moment, guys, was from Grand Slam last week was the arrival of Soraya, aka Paige, in AEW. She shocked the world this week as Soraya spoke to address the women's division. She plans to create change as Soraya declared that AEW is officially her house. And Soraya brought out Tony Storm, Athena, Madison Rain, Sky Blue, and Willow Nightingale to put them over. Hmm. Dr. Britt Baker held out the entire women's division and five really. women showed up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because this is this is a shitstorm, no pun intended, but we'll get to that. Dr. Britt Baker DMD interrupts. She was flanked by Rebel, Jamie Hayter, and Kev's bitch, Penelope Ford. As Soraya and Baker <laughs> bantered, leading to Storm's total defense against Serena Deep as a lumberjack match, or is it lumberjills? I don't fucking know. They talked about which was funny. I actually popped to that because let's be real. And I'm shout out to Paige, shout out to Soraya, whatever you want to call her, because she says, Sor- Fuck Sor- that. Sor- oh, sorry, Soraya. You're Sor- right. Sor- yeah. At the end, she actually spelt oh. that out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there are two ways to look at Soraya's message speaking about changing the division and claiming control over the women in AEW can have differing reactions. First is a direct insult to Baker and everything she said. It is pretty clear that Soraya is picking a fight. Her insults were references to Baker's common talking points as second could lead to friction. Even if Soraya has good intentions, it's a little questionable that Storm took a backseat to this bravado. Storm is the interim champion after all. She's the one carrying the load in the ring. Having an outsider arrive trying to take control could run most the wrong way. The question becomes, how genuine, guys, was Soraya in her words, and was it solely a trash-talking tactic to roll up Baker? Kev? Um, I think Soraya got schooled here by Britt Baker. Britt Baker looked like the bigger star, came off. I agree. Soraya went with the lowest hanging fruit possible and said Britt rhymes with shit, you know, because you couldn't come up with anything better. That was cheesy. That was dumb. Terrible. Britt had the the neckline. It was phenomenal. Um, and honestly, what were the two things that got Saray over originally? Um, her in two cocks. No, well, that's the third thing. <laughs> originally, her in ring work. Uh, she hasn't wrestled in seven years. Her and on screen presence. Her unique look, which she doesn't have anymore. She's got the lip filler. She, she had that that yeah. everyday gossip. She's not even that hot anymore, bro. She looks like everybody else now, just with with a misfit shirt on. You know, like mm-hmm. she's so different than Shotzi. You know, like the. Shotzi's even better, I dare say. Shotzi is better right now. It's a lot better. And then I don't think she's going to get over. I think uh, she's not that great on the mic. She never was to begin with. She was a catchphrase, like like Rick said. Um, I, I'm still a fan of her. I hope she uh, develops in her character into something different and new, which she, maybe she is. She's been doing this for years. She uh, has the potential to. But 
I don't think it's going to work um, as a baby face like that. Who knows if she can still wrestle and she doesn't have that unique look anymore. I don't know uh, what's going to make her stand out from a Jamie hater, like to the Philly fans were, were cheering or, yeah, or a lot of different people too. Like what makes her different than a Penelope Ford right now at this point? Jeff, do you agree? Yeah. This promo, Hey, wasn't good on its own. It was, it was bad. Uh, B, when you're 19, 20, and 21, this edgy, irreverent, anti-establishment is kind of cool. When you're 30 or 31, it just sounds like you're unlikable and unhappy, and that's sort of more what she sounds like. Now, see, the whole setup was stupid. If you are going into this, first of all, how would you know that you need a special stipulation? Like, why would there be, why would it be a lumberjack match? Serena Deeb and Tony Storm have not faced each other before. It's not like... It's not like Serena Deeb is the champion and always running away or anything like that, or they're sneak attacking Tony Storm and always running away. No, nothing like that is happening. So why would you need a lumberjack match? But if you're going to have a lumberjack match, when you call out the roster, it shouldn't be comprised of seven women who are there. Because Soraya, who people are debating, are you cleared? Are you not cleared? She's not cleared. Then then she types, then she tweets, don't believe the dirt sheets. And then as soon as there's lumberjacks, she walks over to commentary, so she's not getting physical again, which sort of indicates that maybe ain't cleared. She's not that good on, on commentary. And in in the lumberjacks includes Rebel, who's not really a wrestler. She's more, you know, she has this role because, you know, she was originally the makeup artist. Um, and I do know, I know she used to re- wrestle, and I know she still wrestles occasionally. But you also have Britt Baker, who's got a broken nose, so obviously she can't get physical. So in essence, you have what, seven, maybe eight lumberjacks around the match? I mean, Ty and Anna Jay, who were on the show earlier, couldn't even be bothered to come out to, to be lumberjacks as well. I mean, do this angle on a night where you can surround the ring with 25 women. I mean, you know, <laughs> little Nightingale yeah. doesn't work for AEW. I mean, she's on a per-appearance basis. She has no contract. This whole thing was super. You say, I'm calling out the whole division, and five people come out. That is some impact nonsense. That, that, that The visual is just so lame. And listen, she can affect all the change she wants verbally. It, it, it means nothing. Tony Khan is still doing the booking. And until the the piddly women segments get the same type of viewership as the men's segments, he's not putting it on. There are people tweeting, she should become the GM of the women's division, so women are treated yes. more fairly. Like, you do realize that's an on-screen character. She has no actual authority, so... I mean, so is all she going to do be whining and crying? And by the way, she said today on some show, I think on her Twitch, now at least I have a boss that listens to me. Yeah, okay. I was about to say that. You know, maybe they did listen to you. They heard what you said last night, like, this is not new, and you sound cringe. So we're just going to pay you seven figures a year to do nothing. What? What's to complain about that? Anyway, I, maybe they did hear, and they said, no, thank you. We'll pass. That's and that's what confuses me. They continue to do this as a company all the fucking time by bringing in or wasting all this money on wrestlers that just can't do anything. So why even bother? Like I, I don't get it. Yeah. Like why? The risk and another overnight the, the women's landscape changed with Soraya appearing, and then she's but she's not wrestling, so no, it hasn't. Well, the risk is worth the reward if she can wrestle and she is what she is, what she was. She was the person that started the women's revolution. They could say that. They could use that as a weapon. She started the women's revolution. All right, Kev. That's a big bull. That's what Tom wants. You know? We're sex positive here. 
And Jay Carver well, out there is the TBS belt bigger than the uh, the world the interim world champion? Yes, I do think that. But what I want to know is right. They got to tell us is she going to get physical or not, because that's what my problem is. Yeah, is she going to be wrestling? And if she's not, I want them to tell us now and not just fucking beat around the bush, man. You know what I mean? And that's my issue with with signing Soraya or Soraya, whatever you want to call her. Hurry up and get physical, otherwise, don't sign her at all. Jeff? Anyone notice another person's name that they haven't named in a while? The AEW Women's Champion. Ah, yes. Absolutely. True. And I think there's more to that than people realize 100%. And one more thing before we move on. Tony Storm, remember what I was telling you guys about her being not confident in herself? Yes, I remember you telling me. Well, she showed exactly how confident she is by when she was getting praised and she didn't like getting praised. She literally had her head down like, don't say that about me type of dealio. I could see this from months ago. You Kev, could, she could, sucks. You're right. Maybe, uh, maybe Juice Robinson isn't treating her well. Maybe, uh, maybe she's maybe, in, uh, <laughs> a lot of women Maybe aren't. juiced her out. No, I'm not going to too many allegations, but uh, there's a confidence issue there. I mean, she did just lose the weight recently. So maybe she's not used to being that. Uh, it was always a sex symbol, but she was known for her ass. So she lost her biggest ass set, uh, pun intended. <laughs> so uh, she's, maybe she's not used to it yet. She's like a hot girl that got a girl that got attention. Now she's getting negative attention. It's not that hot. Uh, I, th- she's not my I don't like how they... I don't like how they cut her hair. She cut her hair, though, man. I think she should have kept her long. But look, she's hot, man. She's yeah. not the hottest chick, but she's hot, definitely. Yeah, but she's, she's different. She's a severe haircut away from looking like Billy Idol. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, we've been absolute pricks on this show tonight. But um, <laughs> they, gave us, they gave us a shit product this week, man. In my home. Well, uh, yeah, you should be upset. <laughs> Well, can't we just get some physical shit with Soraya? That's all I'm saying. And uh, physical. Let's get physical, TK, for crying out loud. Anyway. See, Adam uh. David is requesting the music again. <laughs> he loves this Get Physical by Olivia Newton, John. Uh, rest in peace. No. She's the real Australian icon, just quietly, guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, let's move on from physical stuff because we get some physical shit. Because, um, like I was saying... Uh, Storm ends up defeating Serena Deeb to retain the, in the Lumberjack match in a crap friggin' match. But speaking of physical, because Barbie Allen uh, scenario where apparently him and Jay Lethal were announced for next week. I mean, who gives a shit at this point? All he's going to do is end up breaking his head. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. Darby has staples in his head a week ago and they already have him wrestling next week. I mean, we already went through all the people that are... And- why is Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh always in that same place giving promos? <laughs> wow. Good question. <laughs> You're, I'm the wrong person to ask, dude. I, I don't have a clue. Kev, do you know why? Um, that big that big Indian guy needs to eat all the time. So he got to stay near <laughs> you know, He's got to keep sustenance. Yeah. Do they put Oof. his food on, on a ladder so he has to exercise when he's eating? Is that his... <laughs> <laughs> Like, we've got oh, a buffet for you up here. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are we on are we on a roll tonight? Well, um speaking of rolls, guess what's next week, guys? 
Anyone? Speaking of Anyone roles, uh, Tony Stark's bones. <laughs> I don't know. No, not quite. It is National Scissoring Day next week, guys. Uh, on Dynamite. Scissor me, daddy ass. Anyway, we get big boy Keith Lee strolling in with an issue over Billy Gunn's physical interference leading to the title change. Lee felt that the acclaim got carried to victory. Billy Butt had two words, guys, and it wasn't suck it, it was scissor me. <laughs> no thanks. I appreciate that Lee brought up that at this point, even though the acclaimed have earned thunderous fan favorite statuses, but would the fans really be cheering if they saw Johnny the Jobber, Kev? Absolutely destroying. Absolutely. That would be Johnny the Jobber. Exactly. <laughs> and the way you... Swerve's not here because he's sexually frustrated. That is that is what I heard. I, I don't recall hearing that, but I need to double check on that. Maybe I, you're right. Too. I was cracking up at the uh, two words, scissor me line. Me too. I, I agree. But Kev, did you hear that uh, Swerve was sexually frustrated? So no, I, missed, one... I missed it too. I was too busy chuckling at that line. And then uh, and Keith Lee, that's, they, they circled the wagon with him again too, like what like they do with Andrade. Just putting you on TV just to say we're doing something with you and they have no idea what they're going to be doing with them. You know what, Kev? This is exactly what this show is, man. It's nothing but just let's have faces on TV and that's it. There is no substance. They don't know what they're doing. People think TK is the lord of professional wrestling, but really he doesn't know shit. It, this show is getting worse and worse by the day, by the week. And I'm fearful that uh, there's gonna, hopefully there's a big exodus from this company. And then that can serve him right, you know what I mean? But I guess there isn't because Malachi Black ain't going nowhere, right? He's done a complete U-turn. <laughs> and I guess the House of Black is still going to be a thing. But more on that later. But let's just move on so we can get through the show because I know you two guys have got a show to do very shortly. But um, Private Party was seen arguing with Butcher and Blade with Andrade in the middle. Andrade warned Private Party to shape up or ship out as soon as Andrade exited. Matt Hardy was there to offer a word of encouragement. Their group hark was a spark of connection. And if Private Party leaves AFO, then Hardy promises to treat them right this time. Why, Kev? Why are we going backwards? Why are we pretending this is still a storyline? It's been months. Why? Private Party should have been used so much better. Uh, Andrade still owns oh. them. Like where the hell they've been? Like all these matches Andrade had, like even in the trees. Are they? they you know what's bad. You could even think of this as like racism. I mean, he owns them. Oh, he also has the what butcher and the blade. And uh, remind me how many matches they've won as compared to Private Listen, I think Private Party are garbage, but they haven't lost any more than Butcher and Blade have. At least they've been in some bigger Shots. matches than Butcher and Blade. And where's Roosh? Isn't Roosh part of AFO as well? He's Don't you know Roosh? Roosh is like the Flash. That's La Fox Hill, and they got two different stables like simultaneously going. It's a multiverse. It makes total sense. It makes absolute sense. And then Matt Hardy is like, he's like the ex-boyfriend. I promise. I, I found, I found God. I'm, I'm going to be good this time. All this tells me is that is that there are there's no foreseeable timeline for Jeff Hardy's return, which I actually think is a good thing. But no one needs to see Matt Hardy on TV. No one wants to see Matt Hardy with Private Party, even if they want to be together. It's it's still a bad idea. I mean, it, this whole thing's a disaster. None, none, of, none of the five of them are any good, and all it does is drag down Andrade. And I hate assistant Jose. Get him the fuck off my TV always. And Matt Hardy, don't wear jeans. Wear something more like uh, <laughs> looks better. Like a dollar shirt with a pink rose piped jeans. Even wear the virgin <laughs> pants or something. You know, like, oh. the, like the crazy pants. You know, he just looked like a freaking bum. 
Yeah, what about like, the raver pants? He you know like, the real fucking baggy yeah. shit? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. yeah. was like vampire cow. Yeah. Splendid. Why, dude? Maybe instead of broken Matt Hardy, we can get, you know, the Count Matt Hardy. That would be pretty funny. You know, splendid, a, like you said. How about a stoner Matt Hardy toking? Join my team, guys. <laughs> hey, look, it's rock hard Jimmy Prenders. What's going on here? What the fuck? That's what we're wondering, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy That's exactly what we're wondering. Off. We're still on at 8 o'clock live. I'm jumping off here in about... At 7.45, um, well, I'll, I'll send the invite for our why, show. Why is, why is the F lowercase? It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Tell Kev to give you salami or what? Oh, is that a thing now? Dollar salami goes to MJF. Dollar salami needs, needs to get more dollars. Expand to another, the other 50%. Uh, yeah, MJF, there absolutely. was a salami or the, the MJF would have got it for like best performance for it by a dude well, since we came up with the salami award last week at dollar club wrestling which you should check out which is pretty funny um we should come up with a sloppy seconds award next uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> anyway anyway well speaking of and we are up to the last segment uh funny enough um but yeah i, I agree either a stoner matt hardy or <laughs> or account matt hardy i think He'll do brilliant, do especially when he's like, ah. You can't do Sorry, anything with, with drugs or substance abuse with a Hardy. Why not? It's a Hardy boy. I mean, come on. Just you do can. a Game of Thrones, your king of your household gimmick. <laughs> uh, money, Matt, you know, like, because he has, like, the throne at his house. He's the head of his household. Do the house Hardy for something. And change I don't him. know. I can, I can picture him with a cape, though, now, Kev. I can picture him with a cape and fangs, and he can be like, one, two, three. You know what I mean? I can just see it. How about boss? I want the count. Yo, give me we some should... fucking boss and manners right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's uh, like Batista. Give me what I want. Yeah, yeah. Give me what I want, damn it, TK. Yeah, salami anyway, awards. The salami award was funny, man. That, that was quite funny. But uh, I guess it's a thing, so that's brilliant. Uh, anyway, uh, we move on to the first match, really, of the evening. Or was it the last match? <laughs> Whatever it was. I feel like we've been talking At this point... Time. Well, we have, and it's Ricky Starks defeating Eli Isom in a quick squash with a spear and a Rochambeau finish. Uh, I guess Starks seemed like a man with renewed energy, Jeff. I mean, do you agree? It was fine. I mean, this, the, the match was fine. It just didn't serve any function. I, I, I just laugh because people from Ring of Honor were telling me that Eli Isom was a young superstar to build a company around, and they don't even give him time here. But, uh, I mean, it was it was no Hobbs on the show. I mean, there's someone to reset around. I mean, Starks, I'm glad that he's winning. I mean, if they can break, but like he should be getting more time. Matt Hardy shouldn't be getting more. Matt Hardy's had two years to try and fail. Private Party's had three years to try and fail. The Butcher and the Blade have had three years to try and fail. So let Ricky Starks in there. Let Hobbs on there. Let them, let them show what they can do. I mean, you, you got Listless Wardlow. There are, there are two pretty good challengers for you. That could be a, a three-way match that could be interesting, the fatal three-way. I don't know. You know, you got the All-Atlantic title for no reason. You have 92 <laughs> Ring of Honor belts there. You know, you know, apparently, you know, Samoa Joe ain't doing nothing. I mean, you know, the, the pure title doesn't have to be wrapped up. I, you know, I guess it is. But you have singles titles there. The, the, you know, 
can use anyway. The, the match was fine, but it served no function other than to give Ricky Starks a quick win on Dynamite, which you know was fine. If that's his purpose, just to build his win loss record on TV. The last match he won was unsanctioned, so technically it doesn't count. Fine, I, I no no problem with this whatsoever. It just it just didn't really serve any particular function other than to take up three minutes. Kev, final words. Um, well, I disagree with uh, Matt Hardy. I want him on my TV. Just come up with an entertaining gimmick. Chamo's <laughs> yeah. Him and his wife together on TikTok are hilarious. Do something with that. Um, yeah, I was pissed off about this match because on Twitter, Ricky Starks posted something like, uh, where's the street fight at in Philly? And then Brian Cage was commenting about it. So him and Brian Cage were like feuding, insinuating that like, I guess Brian Cage is probably trying to like lobby for himself to get on the show. But I was more excited for that or Powers Hobbs and not whoever this fucking jobber was he fought too. Like, <laughs> Just remember Brian Cage, AEW picked up his one-year option last december which i think and done nothing which was like 30 days so in january so he's four months he's within four months of that one year option having having expired and he's appeared maybe three times across all brands literally three times including ring of honor pay-per-views if you picked it up job him out how great would that look for hobbs to be Uh, yeah yeah, absolutely why not uh, before we go, though, fellas, uh, any final thoughts about the Alistair Black, or sorry, Malachi Black situation and these AEW contracts and releases per se, and I use that term lightly. Uh, Kev, give us your final thoughts on that before we go, and uh, what's going on there? I think they probably were going to let him leave. Um, and I think he got, I think TK got pissed off that he went public with that uh, mental health leak. And I think they uh, told him to shut up and made him sign an NDA now where he had to flip it. And he still could get that release, but I think he's got to uh, play ball if he's going to get released um, now, I think. That's interesting. Good take, actually. Jeff, do you agree with Kev? I I think that there might be something to that. I mean, the the thing is, I would love to not like TK in this. I mean, but Meltzer's reporting that Tony Khan said nobody's getting their releases. Let's just remember that under three years ago, Tony Khan said, nobody is going to be forced to work at, at AEW. If someone wants to release, I'm going to give it to them. Just another lie. And you can decide whether this is a big lie or a little lie. I'm going to call this a pretty big lie. Because it's interesting that everyone did the promo sort of page even last night saying, I just left prison. Now people want to break out of a different place. It's just, you're out of one. And I've always said, AEW is just another promotion. No better, no worse. The only thing that makes them worse is that they lie about being better and that their fans actually believe their words, not their actions. On the, on the payroll. On this, on this particular point, Malachi Black said, I never asked for my release. Yes, you did. You tweeted. Yes, you fucking did. Yeah. He, he asked for Fuck. his release. So, yeah, clearly they made up efforts, probably like MJF and whatever, and he probably got was reminded you're on a long-term contract and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, you know, I, I, now all some people saying that they're having trouble with their marriage, meaning uh, Tommy, whatever his real last name is, it ends with N, uh, and Selena <laughs> Vega, uh, be a Trinidad. I don't know if That's bullshit. I don't... Nah, that's bullshit. I, I don't know if it's true or not. Um, whatever it is, so do lots of people with their jobs, and they don't need to take six months off. But, I mean... Whatever. Uh, whatever this is, I don't know who to believe because they're, because they're both lying. And, 
you know, it, it's playing out public. And I have to be honest with you, from a human standpoint, it sucks. From a Jeff standpoint, and I love evil chaos and legal stuff, and I love businesses lying and fans being stupid. So, I mean, I eat this all up. This is like a buffet for me at a Las Vegas hotel. <laughs> for sure. Kev, tell them where they can find you, my man. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Panetta Sexy Time. That's my personal stuff. Um, follow Dollar Club Wrestling on YouTube. We're actually going to be live at 8 o'clock uh, right after this show, too, on YouTube and Facebook. Check us out. Uh, Dollar Club 24-7 on Twitter. Uh, Dollar Club Dollar Club uh, Wrestling on TikTok and Instagram as well, too. It's a pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, we'll be talking about some ladies and stuff on my show later on. And Jimmy, if you want to come on, too, I'll send you an invite, too. You feel free to jump on as well. Oh, beautiful. I'll jump on. Sure. Why not? Well, you don't want to awesome. promote that I'm going to be on your show? Oh, you're, you're already going to be on. <laughs> you don't mention it. You invite Jimmy. We don't even speak. I already have you, you have, you're already in the crawl on the bottom. I got to add Jimmy to it. Fuck okay. you. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be on the I'm going to have your Twitter uh, handle. On the I know he thinks I'm the ugly girl, but you think I'm the ugly girl uh, too. I, I, hey, don't involve me. Hey, it's got nothing to do with me. But Kev, thank you. I'll see you shortly right there at Dollar Club Wrestling. So check it out. And Jeff, right, don't worry. You, if you're the ugly girl, you're my ugly girl, Jeff. So... It's all good. There you go. Does that sweeten it up? You might be able to find me on Dollar Club if I decide to show up. Uh, my Twitter address is right there. You can find me lots of PWC shows uh, on the PWC. You can sometimes find me on Hummy Media Group and Channel Latitude Wrestling Suit Network, uh, PW Hustle when it's around. Uh, my other wrestling <laughs> podcast that doesn't involve Jimmy T is Hammerlock Hangout with Big Daddy Kid Stephen Pena. And my non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Just dropped the Garden of Doom yesterday. Um, yeah, yesterday, last night on Astrology. I'm going to be dropping one this weekend on Voodoo. I've got a, 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 voodoo? a priestess in both New Orleans Voodoo and Haitian Voodoo. And going to give us the, the lowdown on Voodoo 101. So... Very cool. cool. Spooky. October's gonna be spooky. Spooky. Absolutely. October spooky month. Absolutely. It's my birthday month, unfortunately. Spooky. Anyway, insane. Scary all the time. It gets scary all the time for sure. Well, insane. Ed, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and at the PWC Network. Also, like and subscribe right here at the PWC Network. Where you can get all our shows, including mine and Jeff's. And please for five. Of bucks, smartassy.com, where we talk all things AEW right there for five bucks, and Hummy Media Group. Insane that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Dr. Jeff Newman. Evil dose was a category dose. Be safe out there, everybody. Peace. Stay with my friends. punishment than for you to walk down
just likes to run and hide. You know, he liked to hide behind the inner circle, behind the pinnacle. Right now, he's hiding behind the firm. You know what? He likes to hide behind his big pan. He likes to hide behind his suit. He likes to hide behind this very uh, microphone, actually. Because Max knows that once the bell rings, he can't hang with me. So Max, Max, if you want to address these wonderful people in Philly, I'll go ahead and do it for you. All right, what do we got here? Charisma of drying paint, uh, pet rock. I don't think the Phillies have made the playoffs in like 11 years. He probably doesn't know that. I don't know. But yeah, all right. What else? Now can we skip to the part where we fight, where you come down here and you take the ass kicking to deserve. Tom Siever. Everybody give it up for Wheeler. You to the hometown boy, huh? Yeah, from Philadelphia. You know Philly. The place you live if you can't afford to live in New York. Hey, speaking of embarrassing, hi, Tony Schiavone. You, Wheeler, I'll give you credit, you're no coward. We practically grew up in this sport together. I have been wrestling you up and down North America when we were on the independent circuit just trying to make a name for ourselves. And I'm not afraid to admit, you're one of the best wrestlers in the world. However, you made a big mistake when you decided to go toe-to-toe -to -toe on the microphone with Daddy last week. And Daddy had to put you on timeout, didn't he? Oh yeah, Daddy had to spank you some. You know, I found it rich. Philly, I'm holding the microphone! I find it interesting you claim I don't care about this company, and yet here you are taking up a lot of TV time from the biggest draw in AEW. And to make matters worse, you're doing it by talking into a microphone. You, Wheeler Yuta, the... You, Wheeler Yuta, the guy who's got about as much as charisma as Joe Frazier present day. By the way, Joe Frazier's dead. Speaking of dead, let's talk about the fact that the Phillies are dead in the water and are never gonna win a World Series oh, the ever line. again. Oh, whoops. Sorry, Wheeler, there's, there's more of that local sports team talk. It's almost like I don't give a shit. It's almost like at 26 years of age, I don't have to care because I make more money than everyone in this bum town. I make more money than you watching at home. I'm a multi-millionaire at 26 because Maxwell, Maxwell, 
you don't want to fight me in this ring, I will leave you in a pool of blood on Broad Street. You may not know this, Max, but bad things happen in Philadelphia. And tonight is no exception. Whoa, 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. Ah, not so fast, Wheelsy. Not so fast. Colton and Austin Gunn, part of the firm, which MJF has on retainer. Wheeler, I don't do brawls, but if you want to professionally wrestle, I'm game for that. So you want to wrestle me tonight in Philadelphia? Huh? Do people want to see us go? No. Oh, God. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll see you in the ring next week in Dumpy, D.C. But until then, remember this. My name is... Hold on a second. You people don't deserve to hear me say my catchphrase. I'm gonna go up in that skybox. I'm gonna watch John Moxley be an absolutely horrible wrestler. And I just might cash my check-in on the Blackpool Cuckold Club. Until then, sayonara. Tell the people my catchphrase. MJF is better than you, and you know it. Well, Wheeler Yuta having to wait seven more days till the anniversary edition of Dynamite to get his hands on MJF. Perched on the top, and Moxley, all oh, the kicks to the oh, midsection. No. Gonna get, oh. The Death Rider avoided. Great counter. And, oh, Moxley is shouldered, sent to the ropes. Juice looking for Pulp Friction, and he lands it! Oh, oh whoa, my God, whoa, he's gonna win this! Big upset, he's gonna win it! Big upset, Covers! Juice covers, two, and no, oh, Moxley! Regal, I, I can feel you breathe from here, buddy. That was close, my friend. I think just a second off and getting the pin, or getting the penny combination, I should say. And Juice is... It's a little frustrating. Get your hands off the official there, Juice. Extremely frustrated. Juice Robinson needs to get back to the task at hand. Yeah, keep your cool. Keep your head about you. Keep your poise here. These fans are stunned. They didn't expect this. Juice Robinson now. Moxley up on the shoulders. And now Juice. Oh, airplane spin time. And Moxley, oh, Moxley lands on his feet. Oh, oh. Knee, the wriggle knee. Moxley, the lateral press. Got it. No. Oh, and did you see how Moxley interlaced the hands and now the stumps? Yeah, you can't defend yourself when a man does that. Oh, Juchi Katami here. Cross over. Immediately taps out. There is your winner. The AEW World Champion, John Moxley. Gentlemen, a wonderful evening. Thank you and good night. See you later, Riggs. And MJF looking displeased, but John Moxley, we know. Wow.
will not be facing Juice Robinson next week by virtue of his victory here tonight. I'm going to tell you this, guys, when you get locked in a Juji Katami, okay, a cross operator as some of the professional wrestlers, so you'll see right here, this hold, don't take long to tap out. You got it. Your bicep is extended next time. You have to. Moxley snapped right into it. You can tear the bicep so easily. And that's what Juice Robinson had to be feeling at that moment via that. And that's what led to that quick tap out. You got to live to fight another day. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Guess who's here? And he is power walking right to the ring. City eye to eye, the former AEW world champ with the current champ. Well, I'm digging this, guys. This is big time sports. You can feel it, baby. Hangman Page putting the champ on. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa.
Submission. All right, ladies, get out of the ring. Your five seconds of fame is over. You know what? Stop the music. Stop the music for a second. You know, I haven't been around very long in AEW, but I do have eyes and I do have ears. And I realize that you guys like to get up to some uh, funky stuff. So how about, since I talked to Tony backstage, it's so good to have a boss to actually finally listen to me. We decided we're going to make this match a lumberjack match. For the championship. It's official. Wow. The first right, time let's get ever. The, show on the, the AEW Interim Women's World Championship will be defended in a lumberjack match. Well, Deep didn't expect that. No, look at this. Serena getting right in the face of Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. AEW Dynamite back live here on TBS from the campus of Temple University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, has just been overwhelming Brian Danielson, as you saw in Picture in Picture, Taz. Got to give a lot of credit to Menard here. I mean, listen, let's let's point out the obvious. Well, it's obvious to me. It's a couple. Hold on here. 
a bird. Kick out. Sorry about Danielson, but listen, Danielson, a single wrestler, one-on-one guy, where that man, Matt Menard, is a tag team guy. So that's uh, that's a big difference when you're going one-on-one, -on -one, as you know, Regal. Yes, it is. Let me ask this question. It was a week ago. Yes. And I know it's been a week, but yes. he had that world title bout, which was a phenomenal physical world title bout. Do you have time enough to heal? You well, never have time. If you're a professional wrestler, you never have time enough to heal. You're always yeah. going to be working hurt. That's that's part of the job. Okay. No, if remember, you don't want that, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand, they faced Hook and Action Brunson. Yeah, that's, 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 right. right. that's right. So they're coming off a match. Look at this now. Danielson firing and chops in the corners. Now the kicks. The kicks battering Daddy Magic. Menard reverses the hammer, throw Danielson, vaults off, lands on his feet, hits the rope, swinging a miss by Menard Danielson. He has another, another gear like none other in AEW. You're right, Shivani. He picks his spots on when to shift those gears. Good point, Shivani. And that's exactly what Danielson did right there. And remember, Menard only returning to action from a torn labrum oh. last Friday night at Rampage. And now Danielson just wow. battering him with kicks. Three in a row coming up. And the, there's the third right on the point of the jaw, Daddy Magic. And that torn labrum is a tough thing to come back from, I'm telling you, from experience. And you don't want to be in the ring with a guy like Danielson. He will take your body apart. And as we speak, every one of these kicks is across both front deltoids, which is incredibly painful for anybody out there who hasn't been kicked in the front deltoid, oh, in the shoulder. It's brutal. It totally is. And, and, and Ange. Well, Angelo Parker, he realized. Ange realized. Yeah. Let me get him out of here. Remember, Jericho still has that main event match. He's preparing for Bandito. But Danielson wipes out Menard on the floor. Now Cool Hand Ange. Trying to pull, he does pull Menard out of the way. Danielson, oh, big mistake here. Remember, Danielson a couple weeks ago aggravated that ankle on the outside and. Oh! oh. Damn. Now was that the knee? I, nah, I think that was the yam bag reason. Oh, that could have been. I thought maybe the left knee caught the side. Yamson. Yamson. Oh wait, look, look at this. The DDT on the floor by Angelo Parker. Referee didn't see it. Menard had the referee's attention diverted. Take your chance while you've got it. Uh -oh. Daddy Magic, the power bomb. Get that cover. The stack, two, and no. Danielson able to kick out. Tough as hell to kick out when a guy stacks all your weight in his. On the shoulder. Uh oh, Claudio. Claudio Castagnoli going after Cool Hand. The former ROH champ. And now he's uppercut. He uppercutted Parker on his shoes. Every one of his shoes, his shirt, everything. He's being mad. Claudio's a beast. Claudio evening the odds for Brian Danielson. Oh, he's taking him to Jersey. Getting out of Philly. And now inside the ring, Danielson trying to collect himself. Daddy well, Magic. We've all done a bit, you know. We know a few tricks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, Daddy Magic to his feet. Blue psycho knee by Danielson. And Danielson now looking. Oh, he's going to get him here, I think. Menard is trapped and taps! There is your winner, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson! Gentlemen, thank you, and I will see you later. Can't wait, Reeks. See you, bud. Looking forward to that, but Brian Danielson.
kicking off Dynamite here tonight with an impromptu match and a victory in our opening contest. Great ovation here in Philadelphia for the American Dragon. The AEW Interim Women's World Championship hangs in the balance. Tony Storm looking to defend against Serena Deep in a lumberjack match. The first time ever the championship has been on the line in a lumberjack match. Tony Storm regains the upper hand. If you're just joining us, Soraya is sitting here at the desk with us. I'm here. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and now cross body, diving cross body. Tony Storm, the far leg hooks. No. Good kick out by Deed when your opponent has all their weight on your upper chest area. It's tough to kick out of that. Watch out, lumberjack match here. Keep it yeah. Serena Deep rolls to the outside. Athena grabbing Serena, trying to return her to the ring immediately. There will be no breather for the challenger. The waistline. Oh, oh German suplex. Serena went over the top hard. Long release, German. A lot of impact on that landing to Deep. This could be the hip attack in the corner. Serena. No. Uh -oh, uh -oh. Serena, what a, a tremendous counter, too. No. Referee was in great position after that pin attempt. Dragon screw up. Oh, the dragon screws. Tony sat down into it. Two, no deep. Counters. One, two. Tony Storm instead rolls through. Serena maintains control of the waist of Tony Storm. And now, oh, look at this. Sitting back on the, the neck of Tony uh -oh. Storm, trying to bring the, sh the arms upright. Good luck getting out of this. She's free. Fundamental wrestling. You see what happens when you take Brit out of this for a second and actually let the girls have it. Decent wrestling match where they can be really competitive for a second, you know? No cheating, no funny business. Whoa. So shenanigans. Oh, wait, uh, yeah. Tony Storm just countered. And now, no, no, she didn't counter. Serena Deeb with that neck crank locked in. She has the, the arms of Tony Storm captured as she is cranking down on the neck of the AEW Interim Women's World Champion. I mean, what, what a great idea by you, Soraya, having the other ladies come out at the locker room, coming out here, saying you're creating change, and then this match happening. Awesome. Yeah, has there ever been a lumberjack match with the women here? No, I don't think so. Not. I don't think so either. I was like, you know what? I'm going to spice things up a little bit. And thank, thank gosh to Tony because he listened to me. He said, yes, let's do it. Wait, Jamie Hayter just swept up the leg of Tony Storm. And then, whoa, oh, oh, Sky Blue just got rocked. Sky Blue might be Sky Red. Will Nightingale and Jamie Hayter going at it, hammering tongs. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are they going? She's on a hop after him. Oh, those ladies are hauling rear end right there. They're whooping fast. Wow. <laughs> But some damage done to the champ on the outside. Side headlock takeover. And now Serena Deep. Oh! Good stuff right there on that leg. And now attacking the, the arm. Oh, look, look, looking for the serenity lock. lock. Yeah. The arm is tied up. And now the half crab is cinched in. She's got a pretty good position here. Champion's in trouble. And Serena Deep putting her body in between the champion right. and the rope. So Tony That's Storm right. trying to cycle to the outside. Gotta get to that bottom rope if you're Storm. Your championship is in grave danger right now. I'm not liking this decision now, boys. <laughs> well, you know, anything can happen, as you know, Sarah. I know. That, that's the deal. I hope Tony retains, though, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Look at Britt pulling back on the rope. Yeah, just trying to create even, even the barest minimum of difference there. And Tony Storm does make to the rope to force the break. Athena getting in the face of Dr. Britt Baker, DFD. Serena Deeb. 
with the upper hand here on the AEW Interim Women's World Champion. Storms and Trumps, there's not much fight left in Tony here. Right, right. Let's see if she tries to go back and put the Serenity Lock on her again. That's a good counter with that backdrop. That body dropping now, Tony Storm with something in mind, ascending to the top rope. This might not be a good idea. I don't know about this off the ropes here. Tony Storm diving across body, but oh, deep rolls oh. through. Great count, there she goes again. Single leg crab coming here, guys. And the, the single leg crab, and Tony Storm is flat on her stomach. This is looking bleak for yeah. the champion. I tell you, uh, Serena is so proficient, but so many holds. Brutal hold on your lower back and your knee joint. Tony Storm, you can see, trying to turn her hips. Trying to take the pressure off, but now Serena, oh, I thought she was going to sit to a knee bar, perhaps. Yeah, I feel so too, or a heel hook. Oh, the, oh, the up kick rocks Serena deep, and now Tony Storm! Oh, oh, the hip attack in the corner! Ooh, man. Serena, you got to be impressed with both these athletes in this one. Absolutely. Oh, wait a second. The leg swept out, the jackknife, no. Uh-oh, here we go. Great oh. kick out by the champ. Tony Storm! Oh, Storm, oh, zero! Right, you know that feeling deep in a match like this, you got to kick out on a brutal move like that. Absolutely. It takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot out of you. Wait, Serena now with all the, oh, the oh, dragon screw. Tony Storm's leg draped on the rope. That's a great way to blow someone's knee out. And you see Britt Baker. Uh-oh, what's she doing today? She's trying to urge on Serena deep. Headbutt just to the back of the head, Tim. Yeah, and Storm staying focused, and now maybe maybe going superplex, trying to do something, but Deeb's fighting out of it. What a match these ladies are having. Amazing. Yeah, but what condition is Tony Storm's name? Wait a second. Wow. Oh, no, no, no. Oh! oh! excitement as Sheree left the desk here. You know she wanted to win Excalibur. There, there it is. No secrets about it. And Tony Storm, a hell of an effort by the AEW interim women's world champion and still reigning here in AEW. The Ring of Honor World Championship on the line. Bandito, the 34th Ring of Honor World Champion, challenging the 37th Ring of Honor World Champion, Chris Jericho. And look at the eyes, the eyes of Bandito. The blood on the mask tells the story. The eyes are focused, fixated on becoming the 38th Ring of Honor World Champion. Yeah, I got popped in the nose by Jericho for sure. That's where that blood, and again, like I told you during that picture, picture break, Jericho's gonna zone after that blood on that mask. Who knows what the face under that mask looks like of Bandito. Wait, Chris Jericho. Super close right there, almost crowning a brand new Ring of Honor World Champ. And Bandito, that right hand, it may have broken his nose. And if the, the, you know, the nose breaks, Taz, not only does it affect the breathing, but the eyes swell up as well. Everything swells up. And like I said, you don't know what's going on under that mask. I know this much, Jericho almost lost the title right there, right here in Philadelphia. I'd be apropos for Ring of Honor. Jericho, the lights, salt on target. Bandito got crushed. One, two, no! Wow. We're getting into razor-thin margins here on these counts from Aubrey Edwards, who's in perfect position every time. And you see the poise of Chris Jericho. 
not rushing. He's picking his spots. Yep, well placed knee again to the face. Those are dirty knees by Jericho as Bandito drops almost to, I, mean, I think he's about to drop to his stomach, but Jericho maintains control. Bandito floats behind. And now Jericho oh, catches him. Under, looking for the crucifix ball. Plants it. One, two, no. Wow. A lot of impact on that crucifix bomb. He thought he got the win. Bandito, a lot of our live audience here in Philadelphia thought the same thing. Man, it was close. And Taz, this is, you've been in the ring of these situations. You yeah. gotta shake it off here. Bandito's gotta focus on the finish line. You gotta suck it up and just keep on going. Correct, and, and, and don't worry about the call, missed or not. You gotta stay on your opponent. He may be looking for the XB here, Excalibur. This is, he's setting him up for it. And Chris Jericho, oh, Jericho. Oh, it's blocked. Oh, he caught the knee. The legs of Bandito swept out. Oh, Jericho sits down. Cinched in. The walls of Jericho center of the ring. Bandito saying, no, no, no. How the heck is this young man going to get out of this? And the strength has that's his only hope at this point. He's got to push up, and he's got to dig deep. He's got to find something and find the ropes. He's got to do is turn his right hip towards Jericho's ankle to alleviate some of his pressure on his low back. But there is nobody in the world that can execute the walls like Chris Jericho. He is punishing the spine of Bandito, and Bandito digging in, trying to make that desperate crawl to the ropes. Oh, showing that strength that you talked about earlier, Ian, how powerful the young man he is, pound for wise. And the heart, too, Taz. He, I have not known Bandito to give up. I do not believe he'd ever been submitted in Ring of Honor action. And he's, he's not going to give up at this moment as he gets to the ropes. And you hear a great reaction from the crowd on hand here in Philadelphia. Jericho 61. He thinks Bandito tapped out. Referee Aubrey Everett saying, uh-uh, that's not the way this is going down here, Chris. Bandito still alive in this Ring of Honor World Championship match. And, and I'm, I'm shocked right now. Jericho has fought an amazingly clean bout. There's been a back and forth contest between challenger and champion. I'm impressed. He's fighting in an honorable way right now as he looks to suplex Bandito in and gets him. Using the leverage of the bottom rope, Jericho bringing in Bandito the hard way. And now Chris Jericho maybe hearkening back to his days as Lionheart in Mexico City as he climbs to the ropes, but Bandito comes in the rising Gamagiri. Wow, really pop Jericho in the mush right there. Oof. You see Bandito slow to pull himself up. The fatigue setting in. I mean, not only are these two men exerting themselves physically, Bandito with that possibly broken nose underneath that mask. We got the Ring of Honor World Championship right here, an opportunity for Bandito to get it in Philly against one of the greatest of all time, Chris Jericho. Oh well, look goodness. at this, guys. Oh my goodness. What I, the hell? I've seen this before. Bandito! Amazing. Flawless execution at this stage of the match. Cover him, guy. We cover got a new champion, Bandito. We got to cover him. He makes the crawl. You call a champion, guys. That's a guy in Jericho who's been through hell and back for decades. Got the toughest to kick out of this. Wow! The moonsault, fall away style, slam off the top. You know, I've always wanted to do that move in my brain. Just never tried it. And I never would have. In my head, I thought it worked.
but this guy just did it. That was awesome. He's like a video game character. It's like he's using cheat codes every time he's out here, and the crowd rallying behind him right now, Excalibur. Yeah, Tendito, Como Bandito, as he hoists up Ooh. Jericho. Then for the X knee again. The X knee, Bandito. Roll, got Jericho. It. He got it. Shoulder. Oh my God. Jericho's out here. Ooh. Oh, wait a second. And, and, and the dealer. Bandito. Shows an ace. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. It's the turn. Back. 21 flex. The bridge. Two oh my God. And now again. Bandito so damn close right there. Unbelievable heart shown by Chris Jericho in that moment. You can see under that mask that one shot of his eye, of Bandito's eye. He's like, what the hell is this dude made of? But he's learning from earlier in the match. Oh, he with even poked him in what? the eye. What? No, he, he oh. had the, the oh, mask down over the eyes. Oh, come on. Bandito can't even see. Oh, he got it. It's a cradle. Two. Oh. Well, not much honor in that, but Jericho's trying to win this damn match. The high boot by Jericho. He sweeps off the legs. And now. Oh, the high angle. The hey. lion tamer. Tamer. Is cinched in Bandito. He can't even see. He can't. He can't see where he is. He's so he, close he to the ropes. He, is, he might not even know. Forget about his breathing, guys. Oh, happened. Had no choice. The winner of this match, Mike. Bandito was with Jericho, motioning at Bobby Cruz, but Bandito, that is heartbreaking. He was, I mean, he was just uh, less than six inches away from the ropes to get the break. And, and all you can do is try and hit him with your best shot. The winner of this match, by submission, and still, Ring of Honor World Champion, Chris Jericho. You can hear the, the, the stain in Bobby Cruz's voice. Cut to music. The Ring of Jericho era has begun. I'm changing what Ring of Honor is. I'm gonna desecrate its legacy. I'm gonna destroy its legend. I'm gonna be every great champion that's ever held the Ring of Jericho title. And I'm gonna continue with Brian Danielson. October 12th, in my home country of Toronto, I challenge you to the Ring of Honor World Title Championship. I'm gonna destroy every Ring of Honor champion, destroy every Ring of Honor commentator, every Ring of Honor referee, and every Ring of Honor ring announcer. Uh, what? Oh, wait. Oh! oh! Jericho just Come on. Little by the oh, Come on. Oh, this is the hell, Chris? Disgusting! Chris Jericho, an absolutely horrifying display to cap off Dynamite here tonight. This is disgusting by Jericho. Salute, Ricky Starks. Well, Rampage Grand Slam was a big night for Matt Hardy and Private Party, who seemed to reconcile in the midst of the Grand Slam Golden Ticket Battle Royal, but it was an even bigger night for this man, Absolute Ricky Starks. Yeah, it was close to home for me watching Hobbs and Stark powerhouse and Absolute Ricky Starks do battle in New York City last week on Rampage. It was an unsanctioned lights-out match, so doesn't count towards the overall record of either man, but still 
it's got to be a huge weight lifted off the shoulders of absolute Ricky Starks. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I had a conversation earlier today, a long conversation with Starks. So he feels great right now. Feels like he's got momentum in his corner. So uh, we'll see how he goes in this matchup here. I, I like his chances. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Ricky Starks going one-on-one -on -one with Eli Isom, a competitor familiar to fans of Ring of Honor. This could be a huge opportunity for Isom. He's able to come away with a victory over Ricky Starks. He's certainly capable of doing so. But no, no, the, the misdirect. And there's the spear. Tried to block it, and then Ricky caught him with it on the other end and nailed him. And I think it might be time for Lou Rochambeau, baby. It's coming. Starks has Isom up. Rochambeau! Starks, oh. what a <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, What a cover. There is your winner, Absolute. Ricky Starks. Well, that was one for the record books.
PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.